one kind of phrase, and, and, and this is even a course I'm, I'm coming out with, is this idea of what's called perception economics, right? And the idea of perception economics, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the stock market, but in the stock market, you have a ticker symbol, right? And the ticker symbol denotes that company's name and information. And in the stock market, that company's, you know, value will go up or down based on the collective perception of what people think about that company. Where in the 21st century, what do you guys think is our ticker symbols? TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. These are our new ticker symbols. And our collective value can go up or down on these platforms based on the collective perception of the people that follow us on these platforms. Welcome to Hardly Initiated, where real men talk real shit, and you are tuned in with Tyshawn Jackson and my co-host Ryan Ketchins. Hey, I'm turned up, man. We got a, uh, our first celebrity on the show. <laughs> man, listen, this is gonna be this is gonna be a different that's kind of show. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. We, we this gonna be. I'm excited about this one because we got a professional fly guy yeah. here yeah. on the show. I would call this is I would say Atlanta's top image consultant personal stylist that we have here blessing the mic today so we about to get some good game going oh man i, I appreciate it that's love i appreciate the intro jay hines baby <laughs> jay hines we get get the hand clap going for this one. Oh man the sound if i love it i love it <laughs> how you love feeling it. man hey man i'm feeling i'm feeling great man i'm feeling blessed uh the, the day's been busy but one thing i always live by is i'd rather be fast and slow mm. you know it's a blessing what, yeah yeah it, it, it is it is there, there's an accountability that comes with work um, and that's what I think a lot of people don't understand. They want the work, but they don't want the accountability and responsibility that comes with it. So it, it's, it's a part of it. There, there's a weight with the gift. There's a weight with, you know, your goals. And I think a lot of times people don't necessarily understand that, but you have to get into a space of acceptance of it. Right. It's, it's just a part of it. And I mean, there's another group of guys who don't even want the work. They just want the result. Oh, yeah, most group of guys. man. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and a part of that, too, is I think. Just the way the brain operates, naturally, I think, as a human being, you move away from pain. It's not natural to move towards pain. And especially now that you have social media, you know, we're giving guys the candy first, right? Not Facts. the process and how the candy's made. So you, you just, you just want to get the high, the sugar high. You want to get the sugar rush, right? And, and a part of that, again, is natural because as human beings, you don't want to run towards pain, but it's necessary for growth and to expand in your capacity to move towards that. And the closer you can get comfortable with it, right, the easier it is, I think, to, to progress. And again, it doesn't mean that it's ever going to get easier, right. right? But there's, again, there's just an acceptance of it, right? In boxing, they talk about rolling with the punches. And part of rolling with the punches is accepting that the punch is coming <laughs> right. and being able to just go in the direction of the punch. But if you try to, like, fight it, you know, that's when you really get knocked out. Right. You actually are able to lessen the damage of the punch by rolling and accepting that it's coming. And I think it's the same thing with pain, with work. It's just you got to accept that it's coming. So it's, so it's interesting that you bring up the concept of um, the guys wanting candy first, because that's the kind of the, I think that's the, the generation of the world we're living in now. Mm -hmm. And I mean, with you being somebody who's pushing out, you know, menswear at a high level mm -hmm. where we know what happened when a man is looking fly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I would yeah. consider you the candy man <laughs> all right, at this moment, because that's that's one thing men yeah, are doing yeah, out yeah, here to yeah, cheat yeah, the yeah, game. Yeah, and yeah, by yeah, the way, I don't yeah, know. Listen, yeah, if you're listening, yeah, if you're yeah. if you're listening to this right now on iTunes or Spotify, oh, you're fucking up right now, yeah. because I'm going to tell you this right now. <laughs> right now, we got Jay Hans on the platform looking. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah, fully yeah. suited up right yeah, now. Yeah. Turn that shit off. Put on YouTube. <laughs> we got me right now. I'm looking good as shit. Ryan didn't get the memo. Okay. But I'm, but I'm going to let you know right now. You want to watch this shit. But, but talk about that. Because yeah. at this point, do you feel, how do you feel about it? Because you obviously mm -hmm. are, are slanging these clothes. Yeah. And yeah. you know what yeah. that does to a man's mm -hmm. confidence. Yeah. You yeah. know what that does to the world and how they treat a man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So is that not candy first? It, it is, but one thing that I always tell guys is you have to have both. You have to learn to marry the aptitude with the aesthetic, right? Because the aesthetic is, it's a part of it. It's the attraction, but you will never be able to maintain the relationships, the opportunities, the women, whatever it may be that you're attracting if you don't have the substance behind it first. So all of this, it's just to, yes, it's to make the game a little bit easier, 
right? It's to um, superimpose the strengths that you already have, but you still have to have strengths to begin with, right? So like, if you're only lifting, you know, if you're only benching 50 pounds, I can put the suit on you. It, it might get you to, to 150, you know, 200, but you still got to increase your base weight if you really want to get maximum results. Um, and that's one thing that I'm always, I'm always, always very um, cognizant, especially when I'm talking to guys, is making them understand that this is a piece of it, right? But you still have to have an internal piece to where you're doper in person than you are on Instagram or you are on what people see. Even though there's a perception component, right? Because we know that over, it's like over 60 or 70% of a person's first impression is based on what they physically see, right? So it's taking advantage of that, but also in taking advantage of that, recognizing that you have to have the substance to maintain that. I like that. That's, that's uh, all about congruency. Yeah. And, and it's funny, the first time we actually spoke to you a couple of days ago, mm -hmm. I immediately sensed it. I'm like, okay, this guy, he's just not a fashion guy. He's got some substance, substance to him because you will hear, you know, this and that. Like you hear Dion, he say, look good, feel good, play good. Yeah. And I got a buddy, when I talk about dress and fly, he's mm -hmm. always like, no, nah, it's not on you, it's in you. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But it's both. It's, it's literally both. And you got to put those together. That's what so. dudes say when they don't got no sense of style. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to learn the game. <laughs> It is this, but but so where where is the starting point? Is it you start from what's on the outside, or is this you start within, or does does it matter where you start? Mm, well, it's a so, good question. So here's the thing, um, I think it's always easiest. Like your sphere of influence always starts internally, right? So my biggest thing is I, I always started here first, right? So I'm always a big component on reading. I'm always a, a big component on self development. But a part of that is once you get this right, the next step is, okay, well, I need to take control of my image. And one thing that I started noticing, especially being in the space is, I think as men, we have a very unhealthy association uh, with, with dressing up and dressing well. Meaning that a lot of times when we get into these spaces, we look at it as a very feminine act. Right. Where the conversation I have with guys is one of the most masculine traits is accountability. So. That's, that, that extends just past your finances. It extends just past your household. It extends also into the way that you present yourself into the world and how people are perceiving you. So that's a, another thing where it's like, man, when you start getting that mindset shift of, okay, I have to take accountability in all areas of my life, including the way I'm presenting myself, that's what I think starts changing the game. And again, it goes back into that word of congruency because now you have to recognize that, okay, I'm portraying this image, but I have to have the substances to sustain that image that's being portrayed. So the guys that typically come into you now mm -hmm. that are like, yo, I'm trying to get fly. Yeah. What are you, are you typically seeing like a level of vanity in that? Or is it typically people, <clears throat> you, does your client consistently look like a certain kind of guy, meaning I got my shit together, the substance is there, I'm trying to get fly, or help me out there. Man, it's, it's actually, it's fascinating. Um, I, I would say it's a mixture of both, but even now, the space that I'm getting into, like the guys that I'm working with are guys who are like CFOs, CEOs, um, high-level entrepreneurs. So uh, a lot of times what happens is the, the income level is already there. The work's already there. What I'm doing is I'm just, and again, I'm helping them communicate themselves more effectively in the spaces that they're going into. So uh, th again, the, the base weight, what they're lifting is already strong. That makes sense. Cause they getting the, I mean, they hiring you to, to be their consultant. So you yeah. gotta have some bread. No, no, I, I mean, a absolutely. And, and that's a part of it. So there's a level of work that already has to be done before you even get to me, just based on the price point barrier of working with me. Um, and then based on that, uh, I'm able to curate specific looks for these guys. But again, to your point, yeah, I mean, I, I think the internal work a lot of times is already there and they recognize the gap between their, uh, their positioning and their marketing of themselves. So again, you know, and you see it a lot, like I'll see guys that, you know, are, are making a mil a year, but their image is not congruent with their income. And, and I was actually talking about this the other day, and that's the biggest gap I see is you have a lot of guys who focus on the performance piece and they're saying, look, man, I'm performing well, I'm making money. I don't need to worry about the perception piece. And then you have guys that just strictly worry about the perception piece and they looking at the guys who are performing like, and they just mad because they're not as fly as me. But my thing is like, what happens when you combine both? What happens when you combine the performance with the perception? That's when you become a superstar. That's when you become like a Beyonce. Right. A Drake, a Diddy, Be because the congruency is so is so much that people can't help but to gravitate towards you.
I like that you 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 looking to bring those things together because a lot of times you can even be shamed for wanting to look good, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, oh, well, you you shouldn't be focused on. I mean, not that I'm you know out there trying to wear a bunch of you know diamond chains and yeah, type of deal, yeah, yeah. but I do want to look good, and I don't want to feel bad for making money and wanting to invest in looking good. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And and the thing that I think is so different about the space that I'm in, especially when you get into like menswear and luxury, is there's a huge difference between designer and luxury. And I always tell guys this, right? Designers meant to be seen, right? Where luxury is just meant to be understood by those who understand. So it's, it's a subtlety in luxury, right? So it's not as much about like, oh, I'm wearing this and it's expensive because I could wear something that's extremely expensive, but you won't even know where it's from. There won't be any brands on it. But there's a level in execution and how I'm having to wear it to where that actually becomes the forefront in in the dress versus just the signaling item. So it's less about like, man, I got this Gucci on. You can't tell me nothing. Right. 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 right? Because it's Gucci and it's expensive to I have this, you know, three thousand dollar cashmere uh, sweater on. Right. But it doesn't mean anything unless I'm pairing it properly with what I'm wearing. So you, you might be like, dang, it's expensive, but you you don't know. It's it's a it's a subtlety in it. So e- even the 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 mindset and the and the purpose of the purchase becomes a little bit different. That makes a lot of sense. So so if somebody notices your you know your custom luxury, they already on game. Yeah. Like okay. Yeah, I mean, so so pe- people that know know right. So like guys that are are, are really into it, they might be able to say, oh, okay, oh, I can see that fabric. Okay, I see the, I see the size of the pit. Oh, okay, I, I see the shoulder. Okay, oh, I see what's going on. Functional buttons. Ah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, but right. but even to the the guy who's not necessarily in it, even to the untrained eye, there's a level of like, dang, I don't know how much it costs, but I already know it's expensive without him having to tell me it's expensive. Right. You, you know what I mean? So it, it, it's, it's just different. So let me ask you, because I want to talk like basics, because I don't know if fellas are really on game like that mm-hmm. with the like the, the luxury menswear game, because First of all, I don't even think men are really on game with just the basics mm-hmm. of just suits. Because uh, we we really just got on. The, let me tell you, the yeah. first thing we did. <laughs> so funny thing is we, we started rebranding. So when we first we started making some money, in 2019, me and Ryan first jumped into uh, jumped into business. Next year, we had an incredible year. We made some money. So we said we needed to rebrand ourselves because we knew we were going to go online and we were going to start taking our business, you know, just really taking our personal brands to a different direction. Mm-hmm. And you know we were like the T-shirt polo wearing wholesaling guys in the real estate game. <laughs> right. So we like we about to switch this shit all the way up. That was like, it was like our company uni- like uniform yeah, was a yeah, polo. Yeah, like a polo with the, with the, logo, with the logo on that shit. Yeah. It, it was real like yeah. fucking home inspector. <laughs> right, right. Goddamn the Orkin man type type vibe, <laughs> right. right? So we said we gonna switch it all the way up. So we didn't mess around and just like after that we went crazy. We went, went just spent like ten grand on suits. We had a, we had a personal stylist come in, size us up. You know we uh, custom picked the lapels, yeah, 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 the insides. We, we, we went crazy. We went yeah, crazy. Yeah. No, we went crazy. And I learned we learned a lot because what we realized it was like a coaching program, really, because we walked through each piece. We learned mm-hmm. do's and don'ts. No, no, no. You don't button those two up. No, you don't do that. No, this is not. No, you don't put that vest with that. No, this is. And I'm like. Damn, this is like a whole nother world and still of left, information. Still left with some relatively basic shit. Because even when I'm looking at, I'm thinking about my suit. I'm looking at your suit. Yeah. Like the lapel is is different. Like the the is everything is different. So it was all some beginning stage. First of all, I didn't even know what the fuck a lapel was <laughs> right, right. until right. last year. Like no right. no 2020 I think it was lapel oh was a new word gosh. in my vocabulary. Yo, we got the pants. Yo, Jay Hans, we got the pants and we was like, yo, there's no loops on these shits. You'll like, be like, yo, why, why <laughs> do we have a belt? Right? Right? These are broke. These are broken. They forgot the loops. Oh, so man. the thing about it is, it's like as 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 a young as, as somebody getting into the game, right? First off, I want to let's talk budget because there's a concept where I actually heard this in a book recently. They said, you know, men we think, especially logical men, we think, let me spend, you know, twenty, forty, fifty dollars on the shirt. It's a cheap shirt. Let me just efficiently shop. And I recently heard in a book, I think it was Models by Mark Madison, and they said buy, spend more money on less clothes, like buy better clothes and less of it. Well, and it was my first time hearing that. I want to hear your, your, your thoughts. Well, yeah, absolutely, because essentially what happens is 
And, and I'll tell you the framework that I generally have to put clients in. But to immediately answer your question, yes, guys will start and they might go to H&M, they might go to Zara, they might go to Men's Warehouse, right? And they might spend, let's say, $100 on a suit, $150 on a suit. But then what ends up happening is they've worn it five or six times. They start getting spots in the suit because it's a 100% polyester blend. They might take it to the cleaners once. Now they're noticing all these brown spots. The suit's starting to bubble around the actual lapel. And they're starting to notice uh, indiscrepancies with the suit. And now they say, oh, man, okay, it's time to buy another one. Now, you do $150, $200 three times, four times in a year, what does that equal up to? The same price that you could at least get a, a decent suit, right? If you would have just upfront spent $599, $699, or if you're going custom, I mean, you might start at 1000 to just get a great suit that can last you 10 plus years. Um, and for guys, again, I, I think it's just even even with like a lot of my C-suite clients. Right. Um, and funny enough, I was speaking with a real estate agent the, the other day and he wanted to contract me to do some work for him. Right. And one of the questions he asked me, <clears throat> he said, how much should I spend or should I budget for this? Right. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, it depends. Right. From what you've communicated to me, you're trying to move your brand in a more luxury space. And you said on average, the houses that you're looking to sell, you want them to be a million plus, correct? He said, yeah. So what I told him is I said, what percentage of your commission check from selling a million dollars home do you think you should reinvest back into your image? 10%, 15%, what do you think is a good amount? And he said, yeah, I mean, at least 10. Okay, cool. And I think for guys, that's how you have to start thinking about it. We're, we're worrying about like the upfront expense versus, okay, if I'm in this job, what percentage of my income do I now need to reinvest back into my image? Because I understand that if I reinvest back into my image, it's going to pay dividends, right? And if you get enough dividends, it starts adding up. Right. There's a lot of people just you just live off dividend stocks right? because they've invested enough in it and that's all they do. And, and that's the same thing, I think, with image. We, we got to start thinking a little bit more long term and not so just to the point as men. And, and I know it's hard because that's how we are. We're logical. We're just correct, like, correct. we're looking at the upfront cost like, what the heck? Why? And especially even within our culture, because it's not really something that's seen. Like when I first got into the menswear space, there weren't any guys that were minorities that were really killing it i can see that I or even in the space <clears throat> and even when i do my client branding when i'm trying to find let's say shot list examples it's very very hard to find people that look like us so like i get it that's part of why you don't have the education and the awareness of the space uh, but that's why i'm you know i'm trying to do a better job of even speaking more about it so where guys are able to get that knowledge that a lot of times it's just you're, you're not privy to and you i'm know, glad I you're speaking about it too because you, you typically just see it but it, not at the way you communicate. And I mean, if you think in investment, return on investment, then of course it does make a lot more sense for me to put more money into this suit or to put more money into these shoes and this belt and things like that. So it makes things a, a lot more clear. That's why I was gonna go with it too, actually, <laughs> yeah. because I, that's the word you use. And it's a mindset shift actually, because most people really don't even view their image as an investment. Like we look at clothes as an expense, but once you, but, but that's because we're not really leveraging the power of our image, though. Because when you start to really leverage the perception, then all of a sudden it becomes a brand. And then all of a sudden it comes with benefits and perks. And, but you already, you already have a brand, even if you just rock in, you know, luxury suits in your, you know, your, your cubicle, your, your office, you got a brand. Right. But once you decide, if you're thinking about return on investment, then, you, hey, you may want to actually invest in posting and, and, and having an online presence and things like yeah, that. Even shit in person presence. Great story. <laughs> great story, by the way. Because I remember, let me tell you, my boy recently, my boy, shout out to Corey Reed in Miami, right? He had a birthday, 11. This was during COVID. 11 is a crazy club oh, out there in Miami. No, 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 no. 11 was the second place. Mr. Jones was the first place. Uh, no, 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 no. This was his birthday. His birthday. 11 okay. was the okay. main spot. That was the first spot we went to on his birthday. Okay. So the thing about it was, and you know 11. 11's very popular out there in Miami. We had, yeah, the yeah. <laughs> we had the nicest section in 11. We dropped 15 stacks in there. It was, it was just, yeah. listen, don't even, don't wow, stop, stop, stop. Wow. No, 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 right, no, no, right. He, he dropped, he number dropping, he number dropping. Oh, wow, that's crazy. He number dropping in there. We doing it like that. I wasn't planning on doing that, guys. Wow, business is booming. <laughs> but, but anyway, what ended up happening was, what ended up happening was, 
After 11, it wasn't many spots open. This was during COVID. A lot of clubs was closing early in Miami. The only place that was open was Gold Rush afterwards. That's a strip club in Miami. So we are like, I mean, I, I, I haven't been on a high like after that night for so long. It's probably 3 a.m. and I was still, I'm ready to party. I was not right trying to go home. And everybody was fucking with us. The bouncers, the dancers. Everybody. We end in the club and then they say, they say, hey, we got a, we got a spot for y'all. You know, like, yeah, we, we're like, oh, we got, y'all got a spot. Not for us? Yeah, for us. For moi? Yeah, but hey, hey, you know, just because y'all did business here, you know, mm -hmm. we actually got a section for you at the other spot. We're like, okay, bet. Let's do the section. Oh, that's love. Yeah, until they was like, yeah, the section was 10,000. <laughs> so, <laughs> mm. so this is, so Gold Rush, Gold Rush was the next spot, yeah. right? So we actually pull up to the next spot, Gold Rush. And man, let me tell you. Because we but, wanted to skip. We didn't want to, just context, we didn't want to have to pay for another section. Right. So we left the group we was partying with, and now it was just me and Tyshawn. Man, it was, it was, <laughs> we did, we dipped off on them because they was kind of <laughs> awesome. Me and me, we went, yeah. we went rogue. Yeah. We kind of went rogue. <laughs> we dipped off on everybody else, drove off, went to Gold Rush, and we pull up. And because it's the only spot open, it had to be at least, no exaggeration, about four to 500 people outside the front of this club. It was insane. At least four to 500 people. Now, everybody is lined up on the left-hand side of the club. There's a door where everybody's being funneled into. On the right-hand side, there's another door, and it's kind of like these red ropes off. You could tell it was, you know, for, you know, select people only. There's literally no line over there. There's no line on that side. We pull up. First of all, it was such a, it was such a mission that was against us that in the parking lot, we trying to valet the valet's like, dude, like, listen, man, I don't even, I don't he even said, think he, this he is literally He's trying to he talk said, us out of it. He says most of these people won't get in. So he was like, you know. You got sure? You, you can pay 60 bucks to park here, but nine times out of 10, there's no way you're getting in this you, You're place. probably not going to get in. Tyshawn looks at me. He was like, you want to try? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so, man, we parked the car. Valet takes it. So we look at this. We say, you know what? Fuck it. We, I'm talking about, by, and I left out a very important piece. Yo, we are customed out, by the way. Suspenders, From top to bottom. Like, oh, yeah. we, we, we are clean as shit. And I think that was something that we, we can't leave out. Yeah, just clean as a board of hell. Our, okay. our best suits we, we pulled <laughs> the out. The best suits. Like, the, people, like people, you would hear people say shit to us. Mm -hmm. Like, like some, some chick was like, hey, y'all went to Howard? I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, uh, I'm like, that, I'm like why would you say all that? the time? How, did you Morehouse? Right. 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 No, no, I did not go to an HBCU. Right. 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 A prestigious HBCU. They didn't ask for a valley, goddamn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh. Just because you got a suit. And that's a fact. That's a fact. So, <laughs> yo, we walk dead into the side where there's no line. Right, walk straight up. The bouncer's at the front door. He looks at us as soon as we as soon as we step up to him. I'm like. I'm going, I'm going into my section. He looks us up, looks down, steps to the side. Go ahead and enjoy yourself, man. <laughs> we walk straight like, in. Walk straight in <laughs> past the dude. He just and literally sized us yeah. up. Asked no question. We didn't even we didn't even show this man an ID. Yeah. Walked yeah. straight yeah. in yeah. and went into the club and ended up having an amazing night. And everybody else was just wondering how the hell we even got in and where <laughs> right. the hell we was exactly. in the first place. Exactly. We wouldn't even text him back at that point. Oh my God. But see, that's, that's but see hilarious. again, that's the power of perception. Because I guarantee, I don't even, I could have had some luxury jeans on. Yeah. I could have yeah, some designer yeah, yeah, jeans yeah. on, and I guarantee it wouldn't even have been that situation. Yeah. Well, so he, <clears throat> here's the thing, right? The brain processes images 60,000 times faster than it does words. So when you guys think of the, the first mode of communication, what was it? When you, look, when you go to uh, Egypt and you're looking at the pyramids, how are they communicating? Images. Right. They had images all across. So when you really start breaking it down, you start understanding why image is so powerful. And one kind of phrase, and, and, and this is even a course I'm, I'm coming out with, is this idea of what's called perception economics. Right. And the idea of perception economics, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the stock market, but in the stock market, you have a ticker symbol. Right. And the ticker symbol denotes that company's name and information. And in the stock market, that company's, you know, value will go up or down based on the collective perception of what people think about that company. Where in the 21st century, what do you guys think is our ticker symbols? TikTok, Instagram, media. Facebook, Twitter. These are our new ticker symbols. And our collective value can go up or down on these platforms based on the collective perception of the people that follow us on these platforms. Now, also, if you extrapolate that into real life, it's the same thing, Right. You're leveraging people's perception of when they initially see you. You're also leveraging the perception of how people feel about you. 
example, like when you guys were telling me about, oh, okay, you had, had a couple of friends that had right. said some things about, that's another example of perception economics, right? So when you really start looking at that principle, you start realizing, wow, there's so many ways to be able to leverage this, whether it's on social, whether it's personal, right, with how you smell, with how you look, grooming, or even the internal part, which is like the last thing I always talk about in that principle, because you can do all that, but you still have to be doper in person than you are on, on online, right? You still have to have the substance in person <clears throat> to be able to maintain all these opportunities and, and newfound things that you're going to be attracting based on that. Because if you're not, eventually you're going to capsize, right? Because there's, there's only so many stocks that can go up for so long if the actual financials aren't right. Right. Regardless of how, how well people think they're doing on the outside, eventually without <laughs> fail. It's going to hit the fan. Right. right. It's <laughs> always going to hit the fan. Something bad is going to happen. Um, so, so that's always been, been my philosophy on it, man. Perception economics. Did you coin that? Yeah. Bro, yeah, that's, no, no, that's no, kind of no, dope yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of nice. Yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm about yeah, to go yeah, buy, yeah. The, buy the URL for that it, shit, it, right? It's crazy. It's even, like, <laughs> some, of the, some of the things that you're saying is so fresh to me and new to me that, like, I find myself still processing your statements versus even being able to, to like, you saying, you, by the time you're on your third sentence, I'm still processing the first yeah, thing. Yeah. So, cause, because I've, I've, <laughs> I've, never, I've never heard fashion and perception broken down in this way. Well, yeah. So here's, here's like, the, the issue most times with fashion. Guys tend to be way too pretentious and they try to make it way too complicated, right? God, like the, the, the mark of a good communicator, I think, is to make the complicated simple. And I think a lot of times in fashion, guys just try to say too much and they try to do it in a way that for the average guy who's not like into it, into it, they don't care. They don't like they really don't. They don't they don't care as much that your suits made of horse hair and <laughs> right. full canvas and right. that, you know, it's coming from these mount like like most guys don't care about that. What they want to care about is how it brings value to them immediately right. and how it actually interfaces in real life scenarios. Because if not, most guys are looking like this is some fairy tale stuff, man. Like exactly. this ain't really gonna make a difference in my life. They look at it as very pseudoscience versus actual things that they can implement in real life. I agree with you. I think because fashion just it just seems very abstract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, that, that, that's how it all seems. Like you don't really know how all of this can actually apply to your life or the benefits of looking this way. But I'm gonna be honest, man. Once at that point, because and, and that's kind of how Ryan more than me. But when we kind of just want to do some shit, we go we, we go we go hard at it. We go all in. So at that point, <laughs> yeah. when we committed Hardly to the rebrand, okay. <laughs> <Hardly. laughs> we going hard, right? So the thing about it is, it's like at that point, yo, I'm telling you, we we kind of started really learning the game. We became students of the fashion game. Mm -hmm. That's why you, you look nice, man. Build a relationship. I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. I, mean, I, I love this harder than the shoes. Okay. But see, the thing about it is, that's why we we build relationships that suit supply. And you know, we, we go into these different places really asking questions, really trying to understand how these things work. And we really started like implementing this in our lives mm -hmm. and starting to see the effects of how this happens in all areas. I'm talking about family, friends, women, mm -hmm. women, business, everything. And, and, and I'm gonna be honest, it's, it's crazy because every area of my life was affected. Like literally, people just see me and you just think I'm doing well. Yeah, they do. I, I mean, do. I'm talking about shit month in yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. His credit score is 800. For sure. <laughs> no, For it, sure. It's true though, we, we, we fucking bought, you know, five or, or six suits, which was on sale at yeah. Suit Supply, right? We did like the- Oh, know, the, annual the annual sale. We bought maybe five, six, seven, eight suits and, and people were like, oh man, like y'all really getting money. Like y'all getting suits every day. But no, like this only cost me, for these, all of these suits, it cost me a thousand bucks. It was a fucking blowout sale. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 it's, it's really all uh, perceptional. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's strong. It's strong when you, when you got your suit on. Yeah, man. You, you know, so I always tell this story. And this is actually the, the intro into what even got me into the space, right? So to, to give you guys a, a very, very small snapshot, basically growing up, I was ballless life, right? I'm talking, I was a guy who I would literally try to stay in the gym and make a thousand shots. Like I was, I was <laughs> mental, right? And essentially my, my junior year going to my senior year, I uh, broke my arm twice in the same year. Both times were a double fracture and they were about four months apart from each other. Mm. And the second time I broke my arm, I had to give surgery. Not only did I have to get surgery, but I had nerve damage in my left hand. So going into the new season, I had no feeling at all in my left hand, but I didn't want to tell the coach, right? 
Not only that, but I had a lot of college visits that were actually lined up where I was supposed to go and practice with the teams. But I couldn't do that because I was injured <clears throat> the whole uh, summer. So, you know, season goes by and now, you know, my, my looks are like, you know, D3 and I it just it, it wasn't what I wanted it to be. Right. And I remember I'll, I'll never forget I was in the gym and I, I really remember picking up the ball and it felt like work. And I was like, dang, I don't love it anymore. So now I'm in this really interesting space because I, I don't know what to do. I feel very lost. And for people who are athletes, they know exactly what I'm talking about. You go through this phase to where so much of your identity is tied up into one thing. You have no idea who you really are outside of it. That's true. So, you know, a lot of times what ends up happening is guys kind of shirk away from asking themselves what's the next thing because of the fear that an answer is not going to come back. But, you know, luckily enough, I attacked it. So I didn't necessarily know, you know, in the beginning what I wanted to do, but I just kept asking. And, you know, uh, you know, progressing through time, I ended up going to this college visit at Georgia Southern Campus. And a guy by the name of Adam Hazlett, he came to me and he said, you know, hey, you know, we're having a program called Pathos to Success. It's for, you know, incoming African-American males. We're only selecting 30 from this uh, incoming freshman class. Would you be interested in applying? And at the time, I'm like, nah, bro, I wasn't really like the student <laughs> government, you know, SGA guy, but I just had all this energy. I didn't know where to direct it to. And I said, you know what, I'm just, I'm just going to join. Or at least try to join. So I apply. Um, a few weeks goes by and I get accepted. So uh, we, we literally, we go down to campus maybe a week early and they give us these mentors. And all of the mentors are guys where it's like their senior year, they're either getting their master's or their doctoral. And they're guys that look like me that actually dressed up. And what I remember vividly is, I'll never forget it, we were in our dining commons, and about four or five of them all walked in at one time, and it was like time stopped. The lunch lady stopped serving chicken, the girls stopped eating, <laughs> right. you know, uh, eating their food, and I just got fascinated about what caused that response. And that is what actually got me into menswear, because I was just so intrigued by how were they commanding this response just based on what they were wearing. And that's really what, what got me into the space, man. I think I got that from you. This quote, I think I might have seen this only when I was looking at your, your Instagram. Did you did you say this is like a a suit is like a lingerie? A, a, a well, yeah, yeah. So so it, it's it's not my. I won't I won't take full credit for that okay, okay, for that okay, quote. But okay. yeah, the the idea is that you know um, a suit is like lingerie for men, right? That makes sense. It, it's, especially in reference <laughs> to how women views you, because if you think about it, shout out to Tanner Guzzi. He has a, a great book called. Um, the uh the um what is it called it's uh it's masculinity it's um the appearance of masculinity there we go and in the book he talks about the difference between how men dress and women dress men's job when they're dressing is to accentuate their visual power while women's job when they're dressing is to accentuate their visual appeal so when you're looking at the difference, the height of visual power, especially in, in most cases, is a suit or when you're dressed up as a man. So that's why it becomes so attractive when women see that. That's what they say, women like men in uniform. It's like a nice ass suit. It's powerful. Yeah. It's powerful. And even, even when you think about it in the wow. dark side, in the streets, we wear the chains. Like the chains <laughs> from, the, suit, from right? the mindset, that's like, it, wow. Yeah. He got, that's a nice chain. Right, right. Yeah, He's the yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. He got it. He yeah, got it. Yeah. Iced out. Yeah. 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 AP. Wow, okay. Right, right. So you got to figure out how to, and, and man, that's, that, that, that's incredibly powerful, man. And I even think, too, it's crazy because what, I, what I've noticed, too, is with the suit, you actually filter out certain kinds of women. You attract the type of women oh, that you attract really changes. I'm going to tell you a really funny story. This is how I know. You already know this. So let me tell you. We actually, and this one, this one, she had to fucking go, right? So <laughs> oh I had this, we had this, we had this chick, you know, they were like, you know, bottle girls, mm -hmm. pretty girls. She brought her sister, you know, essentially it was like one for me, one for you. You got right, to tell me right. the club afterwards. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you. Now, the thing about it is we went in here and, and the, the club was actually straight. It was just more these young ladies. I'm going to talk about these young ladies because afterwards I asked them their thoughts of, um, cause I'm trying to feel like the sister's thoughts of my boy. Cause I'm trying to really throw the, throw the oop. I'm like, you know, what's your thoughts? She was like, eh, I wasn't, I'm like, what? You know, I'm kind of, now I'm, I'm trying. You ain't feel like, you ain't right. feel like my yeah. man. Like, That's like, my guy. You right, don't know right, my right. man. And by the way, yeah. we came, we came, we came fly. We came suited up. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So then I'm like, what, what, what you mean? What's the situation? I had them both. They were both in my apartment. We were talking like real deep. We were getting into it. She was like, well, she started saying some bullshit, you know, and the ladies, they don't really tell you the truth. Right. You got to really peel the onion back. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, like, okay, what else was it, though? <sighs> she took that deep breath. 
Well, you know, he kind of had the suit on, and I mean, he just, I'm not really in it. I thought that was, I thought that was kind of lame. She said corny. 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 That's corny. She thought it was kind of corny because we had suits on in the club. And see, she felt like, you know, she said more so the type of person she's attracted to, she's more so attracted to the guys that are typically wearing their designers. Mm -hmm. Now, instantly I kind of knew the caliber of woman that I was dealing with at this <laughs> point. Like, really instantly I knew. But this, it, again, this pretty much just let me know that, see, not only does the suit attract, you know, you know men, women, and, th and this perception, and it gives you this perception of power, but to people who have, like you said, power is different to different people. Right. Right? So to her, power would have been them fat-ass Balenciagas, right? And maybe a nice chain. All of a sudden, you probably would have got way different looks, and she would have viewed you to have a, a different level of, you know, maybe streetness, a gain, whatever the hell she's typically attracted to. But the suit actually kind of repelled that one a bit. Yeah, man. You know, it's funny. So for Christmas, my mom got me this, uh, this air filter, right? And, and it's super dope. It's like, humi well, it's a humidifier. That's what it is, okay, right? Okay. And like, yeah. it's cool because, you know, you, you put it in the spot and make sure the air is all super clean. But yeah. <laughs> I, I say that in reference because the suit is like a humidifier. Right. And all the air and, and everyone that's around you, they got to go through that filtering process. And what happens is a lot of times I, I've noticed to your point with women, there's a certain expectation that they feel you have of them when you dress a certain way. And that oftentimes can be so uncomfortable that they will remove themselves from the situation for you because now they start looking at, well, huh, he looks like he has his stuff a little too together. Like, like he's stuck up or something like, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, 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 that, but also too, there's a, there's actually a degree of polish that actually may be intimidating to women. So like yep. what I've noticed is sometimes there's, there is a conversation around like, I want a guy who has his stuff together, all this, all this. But when you actually see that and you're in a space to where you may be dealing with somebody who has that, and especially when you see the, the visual representation of that, that oftentimes I notice can be uncomfortable to certain types of women. And to yep. them, they will naturally exclude themselves away from you because to them, it would be much easier to be with the man who could be a project or who may not, they feel, demand more from them. Because now they're thinking wow. like, oh, well, now they're not the best dressed in a relationship, right? So that becomes a thing. Or now, oh, now I gotta, I gotta dress a certain way. Or like, oh, I might have to talk a certain way, or oh, I might have to carry myself a certain way. Or, oh, I'm doing these things. He might not like that. So that becomes a whole other thing because they're building a construct in their own head before they've even met you. So again, the filtering process now becomes very, very strong because the only type of woman who now is attracted to you is somebody who's sure enough in herself to be even be able to interact with you yep. right so it's a certain quality now that that you're dealing with you always hear that from the, like I'm, I'm just fucking with you jay hans because you always hear, <laughs> <laughs> like, like you, you, you yeah, always yeah. hear the exact opposite you hear about men being afraid to speak to women and, mm -hmm. and men thinking they should have all these things before they talk to a beautiful woman you don't hear the contrary yeah so even you stating that yeah it is a level men that we can get to where we you know have our shit together and also are able to intimidate uh, these women <laughs> right not that that's the goal or yeah, anything like yeah, that but yeah. you can you can really be in the, in, the, in the position of power so um, I, I really I've like heard it. and listen, it, it happens in different ways because remember I told you this, because like when I'm at my flyers and I go to a spot, maybe I need to be going to better fucking spots because I've had multiple women even say something like, "You look like you date white girls." Think yep. of, think about what that means. It, it's the insecure. That's what think I'm saying. Think about what that means. That's <laughs> yeah. deep insecurity, yeah. and I was telling you about that because all of a sudden. What, what do you really mean by that? What do you mean by that? What do, think about what that really means. Right. And man, that's such a turnoff to me. Because again, the humidifier just worked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, and, I'm, and, and the thing about it is, again, man, and, and I've seen it happen so many times because I've even gotten that where it's like, oh, man, I thought you talked to this type of girl. But again, it's because now in their mind, there's a certain level that they have to um, rise to to mm -hmm. be able to interact with you now the right type of woman doesn't even have that problem now again i do think it also depends on the spot you're going to so like for me i'm probably not going to like gold room mm. you know what i mean like i'm i'm, I'm, pro I'm probably gonna have to go to a spot like you know the garden room <laughs> Yo, hand clap for that right. one right there, Olu. Right. Oh, you, you know what i mean and 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 it's, and it's, and it's no shade but for every man in Atlanta, it is a very different type of woman 
that is going to be in those two different types of environments. Now, it doesn't mean that every once in a while you won't have a woman who is able to interact in both because I find myself as a guy where I can interact in any environment. But I'm also very cognizant of different spaces and places have you interact with different people. That's a fact. I mean, you see that shit in the mall. You know, you go to H&M, you're going to see a, a one type of chick. You go to Nordstrom and Gucci, you're going to see a whole different type yeah, of chick. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's, it, it happens all over. Man, that's that's pretty incredible because that that, that really brought a lot of perspective. And um, I kind of put my suits up. We kind of put the suits up a little bit. We kind of been a little too Let me tell you, I'm, I'm about to listen, whip these I'm goddamn suits back. back out, goddamn it. I'm, I'm feeling <laughs> like you sleep in your fucking suits. Just, he he just be fresh as hell. He like, do, 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 like, when do you not wear a suit? Like, is it... Day to day, you got a suit on or? No. Well, okay. So number one, the way I look at it is every time I step out of the house, it's a chance and uh, to market my brand. So I look at myself as a 24-hour billboard. Now, I don't necessarily wear a suit every day. However, I'm dressed up every day. And the beautiful thing I think about menswear is there's so many ways to be dressed up without necessarily being in a suit. And on top of that, there's also, and this is when we really start getting into the psychology and and differences of fabrics, there's actually certain fabrics that work better casually. Mm. So there's certain fabrics that like, they're very formal. So I would actually tell guys, you don't want to wear these fabrics in the club because they'll seem too stiff. Where there's other fabrics that are a little bit more approachable and casual in nature that make more sense when you transition into the club. And now when you wear it, you have this really cool in-between of being fly, but also not looking like you just got off work. So now you can do it with like a sneaker, or you can do it with a loafer. And it's like, oh man, this dude's dope. Or you can just do like the pants, especially if it's a pattern pants, do it with a nice knit and it's still fly. I mean, there's so many different variations of menswear and way Mm. to do it to where you still can be fly in the space without necessarily having to be in a suit or if you're in a suit there's a certain way to wear it to where it comes off as more casual so that's what it was ryan your shit was stiff (laughs) you was wearing that stiff shit that (laughs) night at the club that's what it was (laughs) so so let me ask you this too because what i can imagine bro at this point you dressed up everywhere you go whatever woman is either in your life or trying to be in your life she got to be secure is hell. What's your situation right now? You got? A, you, are you in a relationship? Yeah, 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 man. I, 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 have, I have a special someone right now, so I, I'm, I'm definitely, yeah, yeah, in a relationship. So she. Yo, I already told you what I got going on. <laughs> so, uh, so how? I mean, like, let me ask you: Is it a conversation with this woman? Like, do you constantly got to put confidence into this woman to let her know that you, you know, you out here, you know, moving a certain way, and you got a certain code of conduct, or are you only dealing with a woman where you don't have to have that conversation? No, I think, um, I mean, the the woman that I'm dealing with now, she has a certain level of um, security in the relationship. So it's not even necessarily a need to have to have those conversations. Now, I think with any woman, there is a level of assurance that you have to be able to give them, whether it be through action. But it's it's nothing crazy. It's not like I'm constantly having to kind of like let her know, like, look, this is what it is, you know. She, she kind of knew what it was, right? Like, so she knows that, hey, I post a picture on Instagram, there's going to be people that comment. I'm going to comment back, but that's strictly for business because we know how the algorithm works. The more that you are able to encourage engagement, the more Instagram's gonna push your post out. So these are, for me, it's about uh, establishing boundaries and rules of engagement. So that's something that's already kind of known um, up front. Uh, and, and, you know, it's always funny cause you hear the opposite, right? Like there, there's always these posts where girls are like, man, why would you want to talk to me if you knew I was a, you know, a bad, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, or right. like, I'm, I'm an attractive woman, so you should know what comes with that. But <clears throat> on the other side of that, like that happens a lot as a man, right? Cause you may have a woman who interacts with you, but now she, she may feel a little insecure with, uh, the attention that you may be getting or the fact that you may be well-dressed or that there may be other people that are also attracted to you. So again, it is also very important that you can find a woman that is secure enough in what she has going on and is still willing to support you in that, right? Versus try to um, compete with it or you know, even you know, view your business as the other woman, so to speak, right? Because uh, that becomes a whole nother conversation. Mm-hmm. I imagine that had to be one of the major qualities that you had to be looking for in you know whatever woman you were dealing with probably among many because we, we have this conversation a lot because many of the men we bring onto the platform these are men that are building you know legacies these are you know performing at a high level they're making money many of so, them have personal brands and very successful businesses many of them have yeah. personal brand successful businesses and they have a wealth not only that they're trying to build but also protect and at this point you know we're, we're, we're in a, a tricky place you know as men where we're in a divorce culture 
you know we're in a divorce culture yeah. as as men and we're also in a culture where this is probably the easiest times it, it ever is that you can be rich and build wealth so now trying to you know qualify and bring somebody in because you know the woman is arguably the most important business partner that you bring into the game you know now really trying to set a standard you know of what this woman looks like how, how, i mean how, how does that how does that look for you how did you do that um, well, you know, the first thing is, I think the girl that, she, especially if you're a man that's building, I think one of the early conversations you have to kind of have is, is allow them to understand that with an ambitious man comes absence, right? And, and not, not absence in the way of like, you're neglecting that person, but you have to understand that there is a time discrepancy that you're going to have with that person if they are in the building stage. Now there's certain specific types of men to where they're so Unlet are over leveraged with the time and their results. So, for instance, like if you're an athlete, right, you could do 1x effort and get 10x results, right? Right. Or if you might be a guy who's doing really well in crypto or a guy who is a musician, you might be able to do one show and that gets 10x results. But for the majority of guys who are doing business, that's not the case, especially when they're building. So, I think having that early conversation of understanding, like, you know, if, if I didn't text you for 10 hours, it's not because I'm, I don't like you. It's not because I don't care for you. It's because I'm really working. Um, and it's been interesting. I mean, cause like, even for her, you know, she, I think what makes it work is that she's also busy. Mm. So she also has her own thing going on because what I found is for certain women that I've interacted with that aren't busy, now you become their job. So right. while, while you're doing your thing, they're not worrying about you. And that just, it causes so much stress because now it's like, golly, like I'm working, man. But if you have a woman who's already kind of preoccupied and doing their own thing, it takes a lot of that, that stress out a lot of times because they already have their own thing that working on. And the cool thing, and, and this is kind of the, the hard combination is to be able to find a woman who is having her own thing, but still has those feminine qualities to where she's also still feminine and supportive and is not trying to always necessarily compete with you is that still possible i i, th I think it is I, I i definitely think it is um and it, and that's always a, a thing too because a lot of times as men we hear that if you find a woman that is performing or or making a certain level of income that she sacrifices her femininity with the acquiring of the masculine traits that it takes to be successful however what i do think is there are actually certain women that are able to acquire both and and mo in my experience, the reason that is is number one, they generally come from two parent households Facts. and they generally come from a situation to where they have a high performing dad and they may have a, a mom who they've seen in a supportive role. Right. So they'll generally get those qualities from their dad and the masculine, but in, in the back, they still have been raised to be feminine. Right. So and on top of that, I think the type of industry that they're in makes a huge difference as well. Cause if you have, <clears throat> let's say if you have mm. a woman who's doing very well and she's a boutique owner, or if she's in um, beauty, right? Makeup, hair, she can still be performing very well, but the nature of her industry still allows her to have to be very in tune with her femininity. Facts. Versus, you know, let's the say- The attorneys. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, ver doctors. Yeah, versus yeah. a woman who may be an attorney or in business to where the nature of, of that job will probably make her a little bit more strict and- Masculine. And, yeah, and, and masculine in, in, in her direction. So now there is a level to where she's, she's very out of touch with the feminine energy just because of the nature of the workspace that she's in. And she kind of has to be to be able to perform at that level. So I always think you, you just kind of have to look at, look at it from both sides. It isn't as, um, as cut and dry as, as the conversation often is. But if you're able to find women that I think are in pinpoint certain industries, you'll find that I think you can sometimes get the best of both worlds. And it's, it's tricky. That's the <clears throat> hardest combination. That's the hardest thing to find right now because... You know, until, you know, I, I believe there's two things. There's two types of purposes. You know, there's a masculine purpose and a feminine purpose. You know, the masculine purpose is when you literally try to feel, you know, fulfill your God-given purpose here, especially as men to, you know, provide and protect and, you know, even in some ways be the priest, whereas women, you know, they have the feminine purpose more so is them raising that next generation, you know, and nurturing it. And, you know, that I think is just such a under 
you know, valued role, even now, even being diminished to what is called a slave to many, you know, women now in our, in our culture. Oh, and women get crucified for that. I mean, for, for <clears throat> wanting to be receptive and accepting of this role. I, absolutely. Yeah. And it, it, I feel like it's always diminished. And the tricky thing is if you're in a relationship now where, because a part of it is our responsibility too, right? Because to allow a woman to really operate in her feminine purses, we got to give her some, we got to <clears throat> give her a family. Yeah. So we have to give her a family for her to operate in her feminine purpose. But, so she does not have a feminine purpose, because, but, but we need her to have some kind of purpose because if not, like you said, we become the job. So we need you to do some shit. And if we're not giving you babies to pursue the feminine purpose, yeah, yeah. you over here on your masculine shit. But I also need you to turn that shit off when you get back to me. Yeah. And I think it's very difficult for these women to have that on and off switch. And I think there is a place where there goes, like, it's like the place where you go, it's just too far gone. Yeah, well, you just no too return, far gone. No the land yeah, of yeah. no return. Yeah, yeah, because... Yeah. If you've been op operating as a hunter and a killer for so many years because you've had to for survival, which I understand, mm -hmm. how you gonna not how you gonna know how not to kill with me? Sometimes I struggle not, you know, turning off. We struggle as men turning off our killer around our women, and sometimes that that's our fault. So on that on that shit, <laughs> the last thing I want to come home to yeah. is somebody with a bloody spear. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, yeah, and I think a lot of it's just to your point, there's a level of vulnerability that it, it's almost too hard to relax into, mm -hmm. especially because what they've associated that vulnerability with is weakness and pain. Because every time that they've seen maybe women in their life or, or they've had examples of vulnerability and being able to, to, to submit in those ways, um, it's led them to either not have income or to be uh, displaced from a home standpoint. So there's no level of security. Mm. So th those associations now are so messed up to where every time they even think about relaxing to it, they're like, oh, I can't, can't even do it, right? <laughs> and and yeah, and I think that's what becomes hard. And it's like, as a man, now you're in a very interesting standpoint because you have to choose, okay, do I be patient in unearthing these unhealthy associations, right? While having to deal with all of this masculine energy or, and I'm just like, look, I might as well just get a woman whose feminine, you know, uh, sliders are right. already a little bit higher up versus or, or, me me having to go play games, get the VC points up, and then <laughs> one at a time. Like, like that's a long prize. Y'all played 2K before, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. It, it takes a long time to get your overall up. You Too know what time, I mean? Right. So, you know, if your guy's speed is like zero, it, it's, it's going to take a while before he is at least okay to blow past his defender. He's got to throw that fish back in the water. <laughs> yeah. Get you something to get you but, something But let's else. talk culturally. culturally now because this is what we're seeing in, in our culture right and this is why now we have a lot of men opting and going to different cultures mm -hmm. yeah. right like because a lot of these like you said you talking two-parent households and women that have seen these we know what our culture has went through these last few generations yeah. so the yeah. thing about it is what we're seeing now these issues that we see this is not like just something that just happened a lot of people blaming our generation this is not our generation it's been happening. we have the, we are absolute we just seeing the wounds from previous generations works. Yeah. We see in the wounds what happens when you break families down and when you, you, you have all of these political plans and agendas that break down families, intentionally certain groups, we see what happened to these households. So now you got our men look going to other households and other families because they're trying to skip the bullshit. I had a really good conversation with Ryan recently, right? The same reason you got men dating outside of their races, the same reason you got a lot of black folks that are patroning white restaurants. It's the same concepts. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, we can. They want to deal with the bad service. They're right. like, man. So, uh, okay, so, so, so here's the thing that's really interesting, right? And I've actually, I've actually had certain experiences where, like, I've patroned black businesses and they haven't done very well in, in terms of like the product they give me or they just haven't given me things or they've lost things. And, you know, I had this really interesting, you know, decision to where it's like, okay, do I blast them on social media or do I just let it go? And what I've realized is sometimes, you know, part of it is you, you kind of have to fall on the spear a little bit because one, when we're in business, we don't have the systems. The reason really that we, and we will, right? We, I think we're going to do better. But the reason I think we struggle as business owners the, the most in our culture is because we don't have a good recognition of systems as other cultures do. And because we don't have a good recognition of systems, that's really what causes us to struggle, especially as we have to scale, where if you look at our counterparts, the systems have already there. They have people that built the systems, right? And in terms of, I think, when it comes to, you know, uh, like 
for women, you know, especially culturally. Yeah, man. I mean, there, 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 there's definitely a lot of hurt there. There can be said that there's definitely a lot more. Um, sometimes it can be perceived as like aggression, but here's one thing that I always look at and I always tell guys is focus on playing offense, not defense. Mm. Focus on playing offense, break, not defense. Break that down for me. And what I mean by that is I don't even focus on women or uh, particularly black women that may be seen as masculine or that may be seen as like, quote unquote, difficult. Because at the end of the day, the only women that like I allow or that operate into my sphere are feminine women. Mm. So what what in what I always tell guys is like you gotta you gotta work from the inside out because when you're able to grow your frame as a man, the only thing that you're even allowing into your space are the women that you want, and they're going to react to you. So you don't even necessarily have to worry about changing the outside women, like their perspective, what they're doing, because if you just work on your internal frame, you got that natural humidifier on you, and the only ones that pass through the filter are the ones that you want. So you don't have those problems. Yeah, no, no, no. And, and again, I think a part of it is just like not rewarding, let's say, what's called bad behavior. Because I'm very quick to be like, yo, I'm done. Right? Like, I'm, I'm good. This is a warning sign. Right? So, and I think most guys aren't comfortable enough in having that frame to do that. So I'll, I'll tell you an example. Like, I remember this one girl I was, I was talking with. And it's maybe like the, the second time we've hung out. And I, I remember, you know, I'm at her spot and literally I just, I, I go to use Reg Grinnell. We, we have not been intimate at all. This is very important. We haven't been intimate. So I go to the restroom and before I go to the restroom, I'm like, yo, let me just, I, I picked up my phone. So then I come out the restroom and like immediately attitude. So I'm just like, hey, yo, like, 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 what's wrong? She's just being stiff. And I'm just like, like what's, what's going on? Right. By the end of the night, she's like, ah, you think I'm slick? I know what you did. You brought your phone in there. You're trying to be sneaky. Why are you doing this? If you're trying to talk to other people, da 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 And in my mind, I sat back and I just said, wow, if you're comfortable enough to have this response with me before we've even been intimate, before we've even had enough time, that tells me that we don't need to speak with each other. So my next conversation with her is, hey, I think we actually just need to be friends. You know, based on that response, I don't feel comfortable that you even felt comfortable enough to be able to have that response based on the time we've been seeing each other. So I actually think it's best if we just be friends. Wow. And now her whole frame is like, no, no, no. I <laughs> you, I'm good. It's like game no, over. Right, right. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm really, I'm good. But again, as guys, when you start, when you start having that frame, you don't even, like, you already know, like, even, even us, like, for instance, like, I, I know guys where it's like, a girl might do something crazy in their house, right, try to break something, and you're letting her back in the house again? No. Why are you, you still spending you, time you, with you, that woman? No, no, you're on time out. Either A, we're not speaking, or, or, or two, you cannot come into my house. I don't feel comfortable. You, you're on probation. Mm. <laughs> Six months. Right, right. At least. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think as men, when you start having that level of, of respect, people around you naturally have to respect that because that's your framework. You don't allow anything else than that to interact with you. And you know, I th that's a really good point. And I think we, we actually spoke about this on, on, on a show today because I think a part of what you're saying is even knowing how to identify the red flags, especially when you came from a toxic household yourself and you've normalized some, some things or just was not around men to put you on game you just don't even know when to check certain things. You don't even know when to draw lines in the sand because these are, this is just not game that, you, that you're privy to. And I think you, I think you might know because we do have like these innate feelings and senses. So I think it's just being able to have the uh, confidence and courage to take action. And like you said, it's, it's, self, it's, it's inner work. So if somebody has self-respect for themselves, then they're not going to let something like that fly. But if you're more so concerned about how this chick looks and, you know, what, what how hype it's going to be when you say you, you got with this chick and that type of deal, then you're just going to pretty much be re receptive of anything. Yeah. Well, I, I think the, the tough thing with guys is sometimes, you you know, you can tell a guy, hey, don't put your hand on the stove. But some guys, they got to get burnt. And what I mean by that is literally, yeah, <laughs> and, but, but like, especially for men, it's like we have such a, a deep connection visually 
that sometimes a woman, especially if we haven't experienced that type of woman before, Mm -hmm. we almost have to do it to then be able to realize that, yo, I can't live with pretty. You can't, you can't just live with pretty. Right. Cause I mean, you know, cause at the end of the day, a trophy's cool till you have to take it off the shelf. Then you're like, dang, this thing's breaking apart. You know, it's rusty. I need to put it back in there. It's only good on the shelf. And that's what, what I think for guys, you have to start realizing. Cause like, even too, like I have friends that, that sometimes have told me about women that's like called them outside their names. Right. Or are being like, you what this or you. A-? And I'm just like, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I've never experienced that, mm. nor would I ever even tolerate it or allow it. Right. Because the, I, I just feel like the frame for me is that I, I'm very no nonsense when it comes to that. So even again, the, the type of women that would do that, I don't even think would interact with me. Or if she has done that in the past, she she very much knows. She'll like, come correct. Yeah, mm. because I, I'm setting rules of engagement. Like I don't, I never call a woman outside their name. I I demand the same respect. Don't talk to me outside my name. I'm not talking to you crazy. There's a way that we can communicate. And if you if we can't communicate in that way, then we shouldn't communicate. And that's okay. You know, I'm I'm really big in relationships on not having to force the person to do what I want them to do. So, like, for instance, like if if I say, you know, hey, you know what I mean? I'm uh I want you to text me. I don't want you to call me. Right. And that person might say, Well, I like calls. I don't like text. Well, I might say, cool, you know. I understand your boundaries. I understand that you may be more comfortable with calling versus texting. And it's not my job to change your opinion on that. However, in order for us to continue to engage with each other, I'm going to need you to text me. Now, if that's not okay with you, that's completely fine. It'd be best if we can be friends. <laughs> so, 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 so now you, you, you can make the decision. I'm, I'm not going to force you to do anything, but I've already communicated to you my expectations in the situation. So it's like, at some point, how do you want to, where do you want to move from here? I've put all the chips on the table. I, res- I, I respect you if you do not want to engage in the game. That's completely fine. You, you know, you, you, you have that, that right. I'm not, I'm not looking to coerce you or, or try to game you into it. Make the decision. Okay, cool. You made this. All right, cool. So now we can interact. And now we can always reference that conversation because, look, we've had that conversation before. Right. Okay. We're having the conversation again. You know what? This is the third time we've had the conversation. Obviously, I'm seeing that this doesn't work for you. And that's a whole nother part of being a man is sometimes you have to be conscious enough to remove your situ to remove yourself from the situation because you can you're aware enough that it's not healthy for the woman you're interacting with. Because a woman will will keep herself in a situation that verbally she's telling you she's okay with, but mentally she's not. And, and if you have the, and, and my thing is like, if you have the power in the situation and you can see that she's like damaging herself emotionally, at some point you just have to be like, you know what? I can see what this is doing for you. I know verbally you keep telling me this is okay, mm-hmm. but emotionally and action wise, based on what you're doing, I can tell this isn't okay. So I, I think it's best if we don't continue this. My boy hitting him with the walk away. I mean, it's over. True, it's true, yeah. My boy humidify yeah. on ten right now. Hey, I see how to. I see himself. why they getting yeah. filtered out right yeah. now. Yeah. Fellas, yeah. take notes. Yeah. Yeah. Take notes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, man, I'm, I'm. I learned some shit today, man. Hey, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> listen, like real. this is. Hey, listen. One, one thing I can respect, Jay Hines, because you actually said this. Because previously, if I've, I've only known you from social media. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I'm gonna give you a stamp right now. You're damn sure doper in real life than you are on social uh, media, that. <laughs> which, which, which I would give. Which is, I, I think yeah. I can't. I don't know how many people we can say that to in 2022 now. Well, because you don't, you don't, you don't have videos and stuff like mm-hmm. that where you're doing too much speaking. You know, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah, but let yeah. me tell you, man. Like, well spoken. Um, I, 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 t- I can tell that you are big on routines and big on reading and educating yourself, man. And I'm. I'm loving that shit, bro. Like it's, man, I appreciate it's that, man. yeah. I'm I'm ready to damn do some push-ups. Pick up a book, <laughs> like, put a blaze on, right, goddamn it! Yeah, hey, hey. Oh, hey as a matter God. of a fact, this is what I need right now because I know after this episode, man, we're gonna have people wanting to figure out how in the hell they can get in touch with mm-hmm. you. So what I want you to do, yeah. I want you to talk about what you got to offer right now because you got some special, yeah. you got some special 
uh, offerings right now yeah. and yeah. products that a lot of men need. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they also need to know how to get in contact with you. So let them know how to do so. Yeah, yeah. So first things first, um, you can get in contact with me through my Instagram. It's Mr. Mr. Jhines, J-H-I-N-E-S. Um, and essentially, there, there's two different ways that you can work with me. Uh, the first is through my custom image uh, curation company called Affluent, where the whole job of Affluent is to help you better communicate who you are in rooms and situations that you're looking to go into, right? So if you want to do that, you can work with me. Uh, the website is affluentxlife.com. And it's really cool because not only am I able to do things on the custom side of things, but I also help clients with branding as well. So it becomes kind of a full suite. So not only do I help you with your wardrobe, but I also help you with the social media portion in terms of getting your visuals uh, and, and content together. Uh, the second half of what I'm doing, which is why I'm, I'm really excited about as well, is a, a new venture, new partnership called The Standard uh, that I partnered with Hafiz Baku from The Roommates Podcast. And essentially what that is, is I noticed that a lot of guys were contacting me and they say, you know, Joe, I can't necessarily afford what you're doing on the custom end. However, you know, I, I want to work with you one day, so I'm saving up. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to create something that could still be able to reach those guys, right, um, at a lower price point, but still give them that value. So that's essentially what the standard is. It's an off the rack um, uh, made to order suit collection, right? We just actually sold out um, our first collection of our, our standard navy and our standard gray, but we're going to be having a new launch in April. Um, and not only is it a suit collection, but what makes it so different is it gives guys access to a community, mm. right? So right now we have a community, about 100 guys in our Discord that are giving each other stock tips. I mean, we got a guy in there with a million dollar <laughs> portfolio that wow. he just dropped. We got guys in there doing commercial and residential real estate. Um, I mean, it's huge. And we're doing meetups. Um, and on top of that, we also have an NFT component to it as well. So uh, the first uh, drop we did, we, we had 100 NFTs that released. And this NFT not only, again, gave access to Discord, it gives access to uh, the monthly mentorship that we're doing, but it also gives access to the meetups and live events. Mm. So, I mean, we've done one in Atlanta. We did one in New York. We've done one in, in Cali. We've done one in Dallas. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a really, really dope experience. So, again, for guys who may not necessarily have the funds to work with me on the custom image curation uh, standpoint and really building out their brand and, and their wardrobe, I think the standard is a great place um, for those guys. And, and again, you can, um, you can follow at the Affluent Standard on Instagram. Um, also, if you follow me on Hines, I'll have a link tree to it as well. So you'll be able to reach it uh, there. But uh, those are all, all my service offerings and, and different ways to, to, to work and interact with me. Man, I love it. I yeah, love it. Likewise. You heard it first, man. Shit, that we might sign up for the goddamn <laughs> custom program. I mean, the way my, 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 my I see, I seen the content. My dog <laughs> is killing it on IG and in real life, man, which is most important. Yeah, so again, that, I appreciate you for you know joining us here on Harley Initiated today. <laughs> Guys, please go ahead. Let me know your thoughts on this one, man. Comment below your thoughts to this episode. Share this with somebody you know needs it and subscribe to the channel. But look, Harley Initiated, we are out. Appreciate it. <laughs> yes, sir. Yo, that was that that. that.